Well, welcome to the Journey Insider Podcast. This is a podcast that we are producing here at Journey Church. And what we want to do is just give you, the listener, an opportunity to hear firsthand what's going on at Journey Church, who's behind different events and classes and ministry areas, things that are happening here, and just make a way for you to get to know who's doing what, what's going on, and kind of bring our 411 informational email to life and give you an opportunity to just kind of be on the inside of what's happening here at Journey Church. So I'm Aaron Poor. I'm the associate pastor here at Journey, and my co-host is Jeremy Phillips. And uh, Jeremy, I know a lot of people know you, but not everybody does. So why don't you kind of tell everybody what you do around here? Yeah, so one of the responsibilities that I have is the sermon podcast, um, our website, and our web presence in the community. And one of the main goals that we have is to make it as easy as possible for people in you know the Liberty, Kansas City area to find Journey Church. And also things like our video announcements, uh, videos of our church services, our tech and media volunteers. And then when we have Discover the Journey, which is the class that we want everybody to go through to learn more about Journey Church. It's also kind of an entry point into volunteering at Journey. And so after that process, I help people get on Team Journey. And so after you do that, fill out the applications and things, I help you walk through that process of finding a Journey team. So you're over media stuff, tech stuff, you're over systems that get people connected and um, hopefully help people get you know, plugged in and participating at Journey Church. Exactly. Awesome. Well, um, this episode right here, we're going to talk about some bigger picture things that are happening at Journey. And so we thought it would be fitting to have as our guest today, Pastor Sean. So Pastor Sean Phillips is here. Welcome, Pastor Sean. Hey, it's awesome. It's awesome to be here. (laughs) We, uh, one of the things that we do on a weekly basis is we have a, um, a staff meeting where we just talk about what's going on, what's happening and, uh, just the, the, between the three of us here. And so many times those meetings, uh, a lot of times they end up just uh, with us laughing about stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Have a great time. Yeah. It just, it can go to completely off the rails. Um, and, and that's not always bad, but uh, it's I don't, not always good. But. It's not always good. <laughs> but I'm always thinking, wouldn't it be cool for somebody to just almost be like a fly on the wall and hear some of that? And so hopefully we can uh, achieve a little bit of that here today. So um, one of the things that um, just recently here, uh, many people I'm sure have noticed is our services are really full, like really exceptionally extremely full. And I don't know about you guys, but the thing that I hear a lot from very well-meaning people is, well, it's a good problem to have, right? Yeah. It's a great problem to have, (laughs) but it's still a problem. (laughs) But when you see families like walking out the front door because there's no empty chairs left, it is a problem though. Last week we had people in the overflow room sitting on the floor and, you know, people basically sitting on laps and stuff. So I know even on the front row where I was at, we had people sharing, two people, uh, two kids nonetheless, but two kids sharing the same chair because there was just literally no space. Yeah. And if you, if you have to, to walk through the auditorium 
like say during the message time or whatever while you're preaching, um, you're almost tripping over people because they have like an extra row that the ushers have set up. It kind of fills in that, that little bit of a space, that pathway we have. And we just have people everywhere. We had people out in the lobby. This, this isn't even an overflow area in the lobby, but we had people crammed in the lobby, sitting around all the tables and stuff, just kind of waiting for a chance to get in. And so maybe, it, I guess it is a good problem in that we've got a lot of people that want to be here, but it's, man, it's still a problem, isn't it? Well, I think the thing is that, um, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that what's happening here is breaking basically every norm and every church growth uh, thing that they say that, you know, you'll get to 80% and then you'll just stop growing. But we have gone to like 150% <laughs> and people right. still keep coming in. So it, it is a great problem because people are coming in because they're here to encounter God, here to encourage one another, here to, uh, I mean, it, it just keeps people coming. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're at a point where, where something's got to be done and that's why we're doing the stand in the gap thing. And, and, uh, trying to take some other measures as well, but it's 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 a great thing. I mean, it's a great problem to have. It really is. So so for people who are hearing this and saying, okay, so are you guys telling me you are totally full? And there's if I come on a Sunday or a Saturday, will there not be any seats for my family? Uh, what do we tell? What are in in the meantime? What is it that we have as an opportunity um, for people who want to get into a service and find a place to sit. Well, I mean, I think Saturday night is is filling up, but there's always room on Saturday night, and so I mean, that's like an awesome opportunity. Uh, Saturday, there's see just the alarm right there, just that's awesome. Um, Saturday night is a great opportunity, so we're sounding the alarm for Saturday night. And, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what that was. <laughs> that's what that was. It's like, hey, come on out to Saturday night. It's gonna be awesome. Um, but then we're also doing some stuff, and I'll let Jeremy take over on this, but we're, we're checking into some options right now to create more overflow space, especially like on Family Sunday. We're exploring those options on what do we do about Family Sunday? Should we rearrange that? Um, but we're also checking into some overflow op- options um, that expand that instead of just like the nursery lobby area and stuff. So. Yeah, so now that we have the weekend, it's not really Family Sunday anymore. It's Saturday, so it's like Family Weekend. Um, but one thing that does allow us to do, you know, on family weekend, we don't have kids church. So Journey Kids doesn't meet. So that is kind of a good thing in one way because it opens up that space if we want to use that. And so we're trying to figure out the best way to get a uh, video feed over there. I think it could probably fit another at least 100. I don't know how many people mm-hmm. we could fit over there total. But then even looking at using our lobby space and just different areas for overflow to get a video feed into and just making the most of the building. And, you know, we've talked about, you know, do you continue family weekend? You know, the purpose, what's the the original purpose of that? Well, I mean, I think the original purpose is that um, we value, well, well, one, it gives our teams an opportunity to um, have a week off and to be able to really focus in on uh, not having to schedule so many people. That's just a practical purpose. But I think the spiritual purpose is I believe there's something of value to have kids in a service 
um, watching their parents worship and being a part of that. And they, they take in a whole lot more than we think that they do. Uh, I know that some people are like, well, I'm so distracted with my kid, you know, all over the place. But I just remember, and I think you guys probably do too, mm-hmm. but I remember being a kid and we were in service all the time. Right. And we were like, I remember sitting on the floor with my grandma because my parents were up, you know, as part of like leading the service or something. And I'm there coloring, you know, coloring pages or writing right. stuff or drawing stuff. But at the same time, I'm absorbing all this stuff. I mean, I'm hearing the worship. I'm participating at some level. And I've seen that happen with my own kids. And so I think there's value in there that we don't want to, that maybe people don't think about, but I think it's actually there. So I remember, I remember as a, um, I was going to say a kid, but really, honestly, I was kind of like probably a teenager at the time, you know, we were, like you say, we were in the services, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, I think enough years have passed. There's probably a statute of limitations here or something, but that's kind of where my, you know, uh, exploration into songwriting started was, you know, I had my Bible and I had my notebook and everybody's taking notes and, uh, I'm kind of like listening with one ear to the, to the sermon. And I'm also kind of like trying to write my first few songs there. They're, they're probably like, man, look at Aaron. He's taking all these notes and he's just really getting into this. <laughs> yeah. I have that notebook somewhere. Maybe someday I'll have to pull it out. But yeah, it's, it's, it's Family Sunday is awesome, and especially from the perspective of being on the worship team. It's so cool to see everybody pack into the auditorium, even kids, everybody's worshiping. There's just a different energy to that service just because those kids are in there with us. And I love it. But I think recently we have seen how, I mean, we're hitting some kind of capacity, some kind of wall where it's, it's like, you know, man, we've got as many people in here as we possibly can. So, you know, yeah, so, got to I mean, do something. We're exploring all options. I mean, we, we've talked for a while about adding a fourth service. Um, there's a lot of logistical things to think about with that. I mean, the reality is people's schedules line up for certain times. And so we can have a... Uh, three o'clock in the morning service on Sunday right. morning. And the reality is people hmm. aren't going to show up generally. We might have right. a handful, but most people aren't going to show up for that. Um, and then there's another thing uh, that I've really wrestled with personally, just, um, just for, you know, for the team, for the worship team, for, for the preachers that, that preach um, about burnout that kind of happens when, and I've seen a lot of oh, yeah. churches, a lot of pastors that it's like something about when they get to that fourth, fifth service this something starts to break down. And so I've really been trying to guard that just, just personally and just for the preachers that preach. Um, but, you know, we may have to do that for a season at some point, but we're trying to do everything we can to avoid that just uh, for health. We, wanna, we don't want to just have more. We want to have health. And so trying to think of every option that we can uh, before we have to go to that point as well. I mean, we're talking about possible video options and, right. and all sorts of stuff to try to figure out what we do in the season. So it's, it's been a challenge and we're still trying to figure it all out too. Yeah. Well, and up to now, you know, pretty much every service, everybody's been able to fit in, Mm -hmm. but it's getting to the point, you know, if you walk in with a family of like six, even if there's a seat here and there, you're you're not not sitting together basically. Well, and and sometimes there's no seats even to do that. And the interesting thing is too, in a, in a, what you might consider a typical service, where let's say we're, you know, 85 to 90% full, there will always be certain seats that people tend to avoid 
Um, like the front row. Like the front row. <laughs> and so one of the interesting things that's been happening, and it's kind of, I feel bad in a way, but uh, people that have been coming in late, like, and a, and a lot of times these are people who are first time guests. And they're with probably us. like intentionally coming in late so they can sneak in on the back row. That's exactly right. <laughs> but then they come in and there are no other seats left and they get seated right on the front row. On the extra front row that we just put in. That's so it's right. it's even closer to the action. They're like right in front of the drums. <laughs> so or everybody, so you're looking at, right at them yeah, and then everybody I'm like in the room is looking them, at them. You know, That's like right. as I'm preaching. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So they get the full experience. Yeah. And I know that's probably not what they were signing up for that first Sunday or that first Saturday <laughs> night, but yeah. Well, and, you know, we've tried things, you know, like to thin the crowd, like talking about awkward subjects. Yeah, and, I try to preach, you know, sermons that run people off. You know, that doesn't seem to work, <laughs> but uh, they just keep coming. Right. They, so. must, they must like it. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things, talking about getting people... Um, getting enough people serving and helping so that there isn't fatigue and burnout. Jeremy, one of the things that you oversee is team journey. And so um, let's say somebody's hearing what we're talking about and they're like, okay, I want to jump in. I want to get involved and take a little bit of the pressure off of some of these people who are serving at two, three services every weekend. What, do, what should they do to get involved in team journey? Well, the first step that we have for everybody to get on a journey team is to come to discover the journey. And you can find out when the next one of those is happening at journeykc.com slash discover. But, you know, you may have already done discover the journey and, you know, at discover the journey, you're going to find out that process and it'll be really clear. But if you've already done discover the journey and maybe you're already in a journey team, but you're wanting to do something more or get involved in a different area, um, you can uh, send me an email, jeremy at journeykc.com. And that could you know, I can help you find a different place or an added place of connection if you're wanting to just take some, you know, pressure off of different areas. Or if you already know the ministry leader who's over that area, you can talk to them directly. And I promise you most of the ministry areas that I'm aware of, except for maybe worship team, um, are always looking for people um, to get involved and they'll connect you really quickly. I mean, the, the reality is that um, there's really like two sides of that that topic because um, some people look at what's going on and they're thinking, oh, everything's already covered. Everything's good. And the reality is, no, we, we need a lot right. more people. And the flip side of that is that somebody might be thinking, well, man, what is the church like in crisis mode? Is there like, uh, you know, nobody, there's not a high serving culture in the church or something that we talked about this the other day. But the reality is, is that that there is healthy serving culture. There, right. there are a ton of people who are connected. There are a ton of people who've gone through Discover the Journey, a ton of people who are serving faithfully uh, in many areas. That, but the church growth is is at an arc that's higher and faster mm -hmm. than, than our process right now of being able to get people involved. And so, so we're looking at that. We're trying to fix all of that and try to get more people involved at a, at a more rapid pace to keep up with the growth. And so... Um, so that's why, you know, we're always looking for people uh, to jump in because uh, the church is just growing so fast, so quick. So, yeah. And we don't want you, you know, personally to step into something that you can't commit to either. So it's like if you're already in two areas, you know, getting up to three and four is going to make, you know, not only is right. it going to be hard for you, but even for the ministry leaders trying to schedule and then you're the one that's people. burning out. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it works both ways. We're not trying to just get everybody to do too much. 
Um, but the reality is there are a lot of people who may be not doing anything or maybe you're involved in outreach ministry and those are only sporadic opportunities and you could actually still be on a scheduled opportunity every month or something in a different area. Yeah, I mean, we'd love everybody, if you're doing something outside of, of, uh, of the weekend, uh, to consider doing something as a part of the weekend services. And, and you may be serving in different you know, areas or different ministries outside of the, the weekend, but uh, that doesn't mean we, we couldn't, uh, we wouldn't love to see you to be a part of like a regular part of greeting or serving the nursery or, or uh, you know, working with the journey kids or whatever. There's right. so many opportunities. And, you know, that's one of the things too that I know that's a really common um you know, desire for people is the the need and the and the desire to be connected. And typically, when you think about being connected, uh, the first thing you go to is being in a small group. And and that and it makes sense to think about that. And we're actually going to talk about groups in a um, an episode coming up. But you know, one thing that maybe not everybody considers is when you jump on board and start serving in an area. That's also a great way to be connected with people because that it's kind of funny, but that's kind of like its own small group in a way. It's not like a real life group, you know, but you do have a circle of friends. You do have a community. You have people that you serve with and um, it's it can be a lot of fun. It's not well, just like laborious or right. something like that. I mean, when we were here's a good example of that when we were mobile church, uh, we had we had to have a setup and teardown team. And so we would show up early and we had a crew of people that would come in and pull stuff out of trailers. And, and, um, when we were moving into this building, I was, I had this awareness that there was going to be something that was lost. And those Mm. people who were a part of that setup teardown crew, if they didn't get plugged in somewhere else, basically that had become a fellowship group for them. Right. Because we would talk, we would hang out. I got to know so many people in the setup teardown process that when that that when that ministry was taken away, basically in a good way, something was lost. I mean, people did struggle to stay connected because they didn't realize they were actually being connected through serving. And when that serving opportunity was gone, they had to be really intentional about finding another place to serve because it had become such a, a way to get connected. They didn't even realize it. Right. Yeah. So um, uh, if you are looking for an opportunity or if you are hearing what we're talking about and uh, you feel so compelled to uh, want to jump in and participate and be involved, then uh, I just say do exactly what Jeremy said. Give him a Shoot him an email at jeremy at journeykc.com. Jump online, journeykc.com, and you can, uh, you can see some of the other ways and areas where you can get involved and serve. And we would love to have you as a part of Team Journey. Now, uh, one last thing before we wrap it up. You guys were talking about Stand in the Gap a little earlier. And um, what would somebody need to do if they wanted to be a part of Stand in the Gap and get involved in that? and um, uh, give towards that. I'll, I'll just jump in on, on one side and then let Jeremy finish. Um, I, the first thing I would say is, is pray and just listen to the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes we just, uh, you know, we just move through things and we don't really, we, you know, we, we just go on a practical side. But I just, you know, spend some time with God and ask Him what He wants you to do in that area. Go back and listen to some of the messages on Stand in the Gap um, to, to really get the heart behind that and to get free in the area of, of generosity, because I think that's so key 
uh, in every area of life. But it is so key as a church as we move forward because it becomes an area that's so important. And so that's what I'd say to start off there. And then then practically, what do they do? Well, I mean, I don't even know if we completely covered what it is, but stand in the gap is kind of our solution to not knowing what the next step is. So, you know, we don't have that building plan that we're looking at or that next step. And so it really is a faith step on the church's part as far as what direction we're going to go, but knowing that we have to have a certain amount um, to be able to move forward when God opens up that door, because now there's not a door and we have a team searching for, you know, diligently for every opportunity that may pop up in the area. But and that's, it, that's why I say God guides as we move. So we have to start taking these steps because God, sometimes he doesn't open the door until we start walking towards it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really a faith step. And so really what um, Pastor Sean's been saying in those messages is ask God, what am I supposed to do as a faith step? And, you know, we've had cards, faith promise cards that um, we've talked about. And so it's really, it's, it's what is God asking you to step out in faith for. And then as God provides that, be faithful to give that and just ask him what's, what's for, you know, what part of my income or what part of what I've received is specifically for that. And then be diligent to step out and do it. And you go to what journeykc.com slash stand and you can, we're going to be updating that. And we're going to hopefully uh, once a month, we'll be updating what, what's actually going on with the building fund and, and any updates, you'll be able to check it out right there. Yeah, it's a 2019 is a extremely exciting year for Journey Church because um, we know that at the end of this year, um, where our lease is up in the current location where we are, and uh, we are looking and believing that um, we're going to be moving somewhere else. You know, and it's like you guys are saying, we don't know right at the moment at least at the recording of this particular podcast, where it that's could going tomorrow. to be. It could happen tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you may be listening to this podcast and we may be moving right now. I don't know. But uh, it's exciting because we know things are happening and God is in the middle of it. And uh, there's just a real sense of a, a time, like a kingdom timeliness in what's happening this year. And Stand in the Gap is um, the way that everybody's able to get involved and be a part of that. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, so that was uh, this episode with our special guest, Pastor Sean, and uh, we will be back next time. And uh, there will be uh, each time we get together and and do one of these podcasts, there's going to be a different ministry area, a different thing that's going on, a different person that's serving um, that we are going to put a spotlight on and highlight and give you an opportunity to go on the inside and see what's happening at Journey Church. So join us next time. Hit the subscribe button. Go to iTunes, wherever you go for podcasts, and uh, subscribe to Journey Insider so that we can uh, get this to you.